This week on Gaming the Podcast, we are talking about Resident Evil Village, what makes it tick, how it changes the game massively from Resident Evil 7, and whether or not the move towards being a more action horror game over a survival horror game works in its favour. Be forewarned that there are some story spoilers in this episode, so treat it with care if you've yet to finish the game. Otherwise, enjoy! This week, we have been playing Resident Evil Village, or Resident Evil 8, depending on your preference. Um... I am only, what, three odd hours into it. John, you've since completed it, uh, which you were on kind of a mission to do that over the over the weekend. So you've seen a lot more of the game than I have. I think the thing, the thing I'd like to start with is how in the opening hours I'm kind of struck by what feels like a kind of a greatest hits medley of the Resident Evil series. So... On a basic level, there's like the village, or how I'm interpreting this. There's a, there's the village element from Resi Four. There's the mansion from Resi One. Um, the viewpoint is obviously first person, so that's similar to Resident Evil Seven. And it feels like it's kind of a melting pot of these things. Whilst the overarching, like, there's not a lot of horror so far. There's not all what I would term horror. There's not a lot of things that are scaring me, and I'm quite easily scared. So. Um, there's more kind of almost goofy it feels more cabin in the woods than it does like hereditary you know to use film parlance that i don't really understand but how your your overarching experience of it how have you kind of how did you get on with it how have you enjoyed it in comparison to those other games perhaps and what's your like where do you think it sits um in the canon how it's like how does it how does it compare to the other titles for you um yeah it's an interesting one i think i think it sits in a really in a really interesting and kind of surprising place because it's it's an action game more than it is it's it's like a action horror game more than it's a survival horror game Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it obviously does have those survival elements if you play on the harder difficulties you will be doing much more inventory management and ammo um searching and hoarding and and all that uh if you play as standards then you can be pretty sure that you're going to be given a lot of access to stuff um, is that is that one of the defining points do you like as on a very basic level not the defining point but a defining point between those two genres of action horror and survival horror that it's kind of a resource management thing and you're you're I kind think of a lot of it yeah because yeah because it slows you down a lot if you're doing a lot of resource mm-hmm. management and that and that detracts from the action um whereas if you have loads of action loads of ammo then that detracts from the survival so mm. the other there's more so, forward so, yeah, momentum kind of kind. than there is hanging back yeah, it's kind of hard to have both survival uh, survival horror, as we have come to understand the term, at least, um, and also have loads of ammo, which, which is telling mm-hmm. you shoot your gun all the time, basically, because <laughs> you're going to get more of it in a second. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if those things can kind of sit side by side. So, yeah, it's definitely more of an action game, um, which I think is interesting... Um, than sorry to interrupt you again than what than seven or than the series in general action game than seven right. way mm-hmm. more way beyond that um i know a lot of reviews and a lot of talk has been about how it's kind of similar to seven um and it is kind of similar to seven like it's got the first person view it uses a lot of the same kind of animation speeds and movement speed and, and all of that stuff but really structurally i don't think it is very similar to seven um at all um 
so yeah, not only do you get loads of ammo, but it it's it it fires a lot of enemies at you very quickly. Um, from the off, you're firing you're firing a gun at a lot of enemies. You're avoiding a lot of enemies. In seven, you're really working against a very small number of enemies, like the family. But oh, and then also there's like black slime monsters that come yeah. out. But they can yeah. be avoided largely. You don't really have to fight those. Mm. You can just run around them um or do whatever it takes to avoid them here you can't that, that felt really... more like resi one right and so and so there was like Closer. here's a room with one or two enemies in it and it's like do and the, the choice that you're making is are you trying to evade them and run past them versus are you firing a gun at them which ties in with the survival horror a bit because yeah. it's like well how much ammo do i have it's, it's a conscious decision that you're constantly being asked to make whereas so far in eight for me it's not so much it's more a question at the moment of can i shoot my shotgun at them or do i have to use my handgun because it's like yeah. which one do i have an abundance of ammo for and that's usually the handgun uh, yeah. ready occasionally you're avoiding enemies or often running away from them running away mm. from them to the next part to feel mm-hmm. safe so there is like a sort of so even there the avoidance in in eight and village is kind of action mm. orientated um but yeah i think it's a really interesting route to take because uh you know the series kind of found its feet again it got good review scores got good sales with resident evil 7 following the long break and the sort of disaster that as <laughs> most people see resident evil 6 um which i played a little bit of after finishing resident evil village and it is well it's just comical resident evil 6 <laughs> like the amount of just pressing x and pressing circle at yeah. the start is crazy but it does have this really beautiful bit where leon is holds his hand out to pick up helena at the very start and their hands just hover over each other until you press circle and then they like clamp together and it's like proper like i don't know it's like an old sylvester stallone movie or something yeah like, um, <laughs> that would be punctuated with the soundtrack in a film right yeah. it would be like you'd have that big boom at, yeah. at the point that so their i hands think maybe together. now looking back on resident evil six maybe it's time to go back and like nostalgically just sort of love it for what it was um but anyway after resident evil seven and the success that they had with that and the slowing everything back down sort of as you say going back towards resident evil one-esque atmosphere of lacking resources wandering around these houses that are really awkwardly designed and have Mm. (laughs) uh, keys that are missing in really weird places and you know this key doesn't open this door even though you could probably just burst the door down but whatever yeah Um, (laughs) you're holding a shotgun but whatever (laughs) yeah so resident evil 7 was very much um that and they had huge success with that um sort of re relaunched the franchise really like major major elements were were added with the new character the first person camera um you know drastic drastic shift mm. um but kudos to them they did something different um from resident evil 6 um and then so i was a bit surprised with village that they'd then decided to change the tone again and mm. move away from the slower pace the more exploration heavy um elements and move something towards something more action now, there is there is exploration here but it is much more limited than it is in seven uh well maybe not limited but it's not presented in the same way there's less backtracking there's less finding this yeah. key there's less this only this key will open this door like there is that here but you will get everything you need in terms of keys through just playing the story um, yeah there's not a lot of it's a, it to... feels a lot more directed as well right so like you you're told on the map which keys open which doors for yeah. example and also you are the the crisscrossing that appears to be here 
it appears to be far more directed like you're thrown down into the dungeons and then you have to make your way back up and you have to go through that door that you came in earlier to then go to this room with this new puzzle piece that you found like it's more i guess linear would be the obvious sort of uh word to go to but it's more it's yeah. directed is what it feels like it feels like it, there's more kind of stage direction more kind of uh behind yeah, the camera I, direction going on i think it's much more linear in your objectives i think yeah i think mm. it's still the your moment to moment actions are fully yours to to decide upon you can do whatever you want uh in how you get to your objectives but your objectives are very much given to you i don't know if you've gone it to don't know if you've gotten to the point yet but all the major treasures or most of the major treasures um in the game uh all of a certain form of major treasures anyway is probably the best way to putting it are labeled on your map after a certain point mm-hmm. so it's not about how it's not about just seeking them out randomly or hoping that you come to pass or doing a really sort, mm. of, sort of intense investigation job it's here's the treasure uh we'll tell you and then you can see vaguely where it is where mm. where you have to be in order to unlock it and then it's just about working out how you just do that final step to get there uh, yeah. rather than scouring the whole map and looking for these things that they'll give you the vague sort of gps coordinate and it's up to you to work out the puzzle when you're there mm. um so that's very different from uh, from what's worked um yeah it's, it's been more kind of not not random of course it's very much designed but it's felt in playing it it's felt more random when you come across those things like you'll just be going through i don't know you'll be in the garden and you'll be in a hut and there's a random tiger's eye that you need for you know that particular point in the mansion like it, it feels more random in that sense that you just stumble across this stuff deliberately but you stumble across it whereas yeah this feels a lot more um well again directed it's it's kind of when do you want to or how do you want to go and get that thing or you know stock up on your gear to the point that the merchant is in the save room the very first save room that you come across in the in the house um or the mansion or whatever we're calling it there's a merchant there set up seemingly permanently um certainly he's been there every time that i've been in there so it's much more about yeah gearing your stuff up and going and getting the thing rather than how do yeah like hoping that you'll just stumble across it yeah well well you'll see how that works but you constantly have access to him throughout the whole game the duke um i love his character as well but um yeah i mean that direction thing that just all points to it being an action game like it's it has a certain pacing that it wants to adhere to Mm. um and all of these things that we've spoken about kind of provides that pacing i also think another major change from seven is that and this really is a huge change, I think, a huge change in how you tonally sense the game and how you tonally approach it or even think about what's possible. And you pick up Lee, which is money. Um, you can find it in crates or you pick it up from dead bodies sometimes. Um, and then you can go to the Duke and buy whatever you want. You can buy supplies, mm-hmm. ammo, health kits, new recipes for crafting. Uh, inventory up, space, or, that sort inventory of stuff. Inventory space, yeah. you can find your, you can upgrade your guns, whatever. Um, and you can sell stuff to him as well that you're not using. And that um, that drastically changes the game in the sense that the designers have now given you the put the emphasis on you to determine what it is that you're going to do to get through this game whereas previously uh, resident evil 7 and certainly resident evil 1 2 3 as well um it was about 
we are going to pretty tightly control what you're going to have at any point, at any given mm. point in the story, at least, because of the game the, in the early games, they wouldn't, or, or seven, they wouldn't really know exactly where you'd be physically in the world, but they would know where you were in the story beats and yeah. they would lock off um, tools, guns, usually, um, from you until certain story beats so they would know what you'd have at your disposal and they'd know the the absolute maximum amount of ammo that you could ever have at any one point yeah but in this you you you, they don't know that because you can choose to spend your money on whatever you want you can sell your guns if you want and just focus on a certain gun and just level that gun all the way up to the very max it can go and just focus on that gun the whole time and then just focus everything on buying say shotgun shells over everything else or rifle Mm. ammo or Whatever. So that sets that puts an incredibly different tone on the game and again pushes it more into that action space because the player is able to find those little nooks and crannies and those little creases in the design that works for them to exploit for their own playstyles. Now that makes it that takes it away from survival horror enormously because it's empowering the player at every turn rather than depowering the player in order to make life difficult for them and set up the because you know in previous if if you know what weapons the players have all the time then you can set up barricades and bosses and enemies and enemy placement and quantity in order to really put strain on that known quantity of tools that the player has but in this the designers don't know that they don't know what you've got so they can't do that they can't author those specific moments of combat in the same way so instead they rely more on set pieces and stuff here to provide those like spectacle um those spectacle moments which again is is an action game as an yeah. action game thing um, this, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it scales the same way and some of this is very much uh in light of what you've just been talking about but the so yeah in resi one it was very much that oh you've just got the shotgun and of course depending on whether you played as as jill or chris um that happened at different times but nonetheless it was within a certain number of hours you were going to have the shotgun if you were this character or this character and that then leads to a certain type of enemy being able to be introduced or you get the rocket launcher or the flamethrower or whatever and now we can introduce this type of enemy so as much as you have leveled up in terms of your your overall power level has gone up the enemies that you're now facing are harder or have this additional challenge or they move faster or whatever it might be and this doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like that. And again, I've only played the first three hours of it, so I don't know yet. But it it feels like the enemies here are a bit more uh well, either rounded or generic, depending on which way you look at it, in terms of the low level grunts. You know, and one of one the of these enemies you're talking about the lichens. Yeah, well, the well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, oh, there in are, the I've seen. I mean, the I mean, yeah, the ones with the, with the swords, just yeah. those, yeah, those random like grunts that are wandering yeah, around, yeah. kind of thing. They they feel far less threatening on an individual level than anything in oh, Resident Evil One ever yeah. did. Um, and and some of that comes down to the controls as well, which is an interesting thing in and of itself. Um, and so, yeah, so I think I've I've definitely been playing. You know, I feel better i feel safest when i've got a decent supply of shotgun shells because at the moment a shotgun shell against one of those things you let them get close there's no real danger they kind of walk towards you in a way that suggests that you know they're just getting ready for you to shoot them because they might move slightly left or slightly right but they're not there's no like real 
rushing you down yet. Um, and so, yeah, then a, a shotgun shell to the face and they go down and maybe it needs a follow up with a knife. But that is so I've been largely ignoring the handgun, which subsequently means I've got like 60 odd bullets for the handgun already. And even just how quickly you get the fact that you've got that double combo of the of the shotgun and the handgun and a knife almost from the very beginning basically is kind of signals its intent straight away and how how relatively easy it is to craft ammo as well and like you said you know if i if i decided if i wanted to i could just sell the handgun um and all the bullets and then just focus solely on the on the shotgun which is is an interesting thing for me coming off the back of other games where it's more managed from a resource perspective and that might be even so much as you've got this arsenal of guns but if you are constantly using the shotgun you'll only find handgun bullets say and vice versa and like it promotes you to use the 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 fullest extent of your arsenal because the only way you're going to find this other ammo is if you start using a different gun you know there's there doesn't seem to be any of that um intent here it's very much do what you want play it how you like and yeah to derive your own kind of satisfaction from it which i enjoy i like that about it but it does mean that i'd certain i mean i certainly haven't felt as uneasy playing village as i ever did playing seven it kind of they both use different horror tropes and yeah villages seems to be a bit more you are from the off you are a one-man army or certainly you're far more prepared to deal with ethan in village is far more prepared to deal with the threat against him than ethan in seven was um and that's yeah it's kind of a good thing in the play how you want perspective but it's from a it means i'm not having the same reaction to it um i guess i'm kind of able to relax a bit more which isn't necessarily a bad thing because i found the beginning of seven very i understood the horror tropes that were being employed entirely but it's still it's still affected i still felt you know uneasy and with with village i haven't felt like that it's it's almost just it's a bit more goofy fun it's like oh now you've had now this has been bitten off and now you've had this chopped off and now now it's like yeah it's just amusing it's you know it's goofy in its own way but it still is enjoyable yeah i think that's exactly what it is like i don't um Again, I, I think they've been very brave. It's like Evil Dead. That's, that's yeah, yeah, it it's much closer to Evil Dead. I, yeah. I think it's very, yeah, again, I think it's very brave for them to move away from Resident Evil 7, seeing as how that worked so well and the, the franchise was in such a bad way before that. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's totally a goofy, a goofy horror. Like, and it's got all of the, I mean, you'll see, like it's got... Um, We've already spoke. We've already spoiled the story. I've already spoiled the story for Stacey, so it's fine. But the <laughs> we'll we'll see. You'll see that. I mean, it's got base. It's got just all the horror kind of. Uh, it's got well, not all, but it's got a lot of horror tropes as you move between Checklist, the zones. Yeah. Like it's got. Yeah. Like you've already seen the werewolves and the vampires and potentially the zombies, whatever those things are with the hoods and whatever. I mean, just like sort of half made vampire spawn or whatever um but you know there's like the freaky little dolls like coming up there's like some weird body horror like fish man like you know it's got it's got all of these it's got all these horror tropes and it's and it's the silly ones as well like it's just like the silly monsters and the silly overblown stuff it's not like really deep psychological like you know tempting you to think about the nature of 
family and how terrible you know whatever like all psychological so it's not really that it's just in your face and like the scary quote-unquote scary bits in Resident Evil I wouldn't say there's anything scary like I didn't go to bed with the light on or anything but there are there's like there are jump scares and there are bits where the atmosphere like you are in awe on in occasion of its of its art direction and like okay the lighting and the sound design especially you play on headphones and you play on headphones mode the sound design is absolutely brilliant in, in throughout the whole game just absolutely just on point just 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 incredible like i started playing it in on headphones using headphones and then only ever played it in headphones again like it's just outrageous how good the um <clears throat> how good the sound is in uh in the game but but yeah it it is like a silly horror horror romp and you literally go from like you're in the castle now you literally go from like the vampire world to like the freaky doll world to the body horror world to the werewolf pit like literally yeah this is what i mean about it being like cabin in the woods like it it feels like it's that kind of like let's throw this at you now let's have a sustained area almost like a biome of let's you, you now you're entering this particular type of horror trope and how are you going to deal with this and how do you want to deal with this it's like a romp through uh yeah horror tropes um rather than you know trying to trying to needle its way into your subconscious and as you said yeah make you make you think about kind of yeah, existentialism or anything on any that sort of level it's just no. look at this dude he's you know and oh your hand's just been chopped off and you know that kind of stuff it's, yeah and, and the game can feel kind you can look back on it i haven't finished it you can look back on it i guess and say Oh, it feels quite shallow because the vampires were never fully rounded off mm. and explored or the werewolves weren't or whatever, whatever is your favorite bit. Um, and I would be lying if I said I wouldn't have wanted more in the castle with mm. Lady Dimitrescu because I think that's a really cool idea. And there's and there's a really, I mean, it's an idea that, you know, they've had characters that follow you around all the time in previous games. But I like her as a character and I like her sort of setup. She's got more personality like the, than Mr. X or Nemesis, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would like to see a game set in in a bigger version of that mm. area of the game with that character DLC, or, perhaps yeah or at yeah. least with that uh type of character but that's not to say i'd want that instead of this game because by the end of this whilst if you look at each individual element like that you can say oh it's a bit shallow but as a whole it's really it doesn't feel like that at all like it, it does feel rounded and complete and and interesting when you when you take it as a whole it's just like when you pull it apart and say right we know we are now going to look at this this area in in isolation Mm. which is silly because it doesn't exist in isolation but if you but if you did then it can that it can feel all a bit kind of weak and uh not pointless but kind of un unfinished um But there's, a, is there, there's an element of like if you accept that everything is intentional i feel like that you get more out of it if you accept that what is happening here and the way that you're being introduced to these things and the way that this is being presented is intended down to the fact that it is far more variable as you've talked about it's far more variable in terms of your approach and in terms of what you're being that you're being something's being put in front of you and it's up to you how you deal with that rather than well you're probably going to be forced to deal with it in this way because we know yeah where you are in the game and what you have if you accept that that's intentional i think that probably leads to a uh it probably leads to a greater appreciation of it or at least 
you're less likely to feel shortchanged or hard done by or yeah there wasn't enough yeah. of this or there wasn't enough of that that doesn't mean that the execution i mean you know the, the intention can be there and the execution might not be so that's a that is potentially a different thing but um i'd have to play more of it to know that but certainly what i've seen so far it surprised me in the sense that it, it's yeah off the back of seven it feels like quite a uh quite a quick it's not a pivot really but quite a quick We've we've reestablished this franchise as being this thing, and now quite quickly we're willing to move into a different area with it. Mm. That and you would, I would have thought that it would have been quite, you know, like consolidate first would have been the obvious kind of let's play it safe for a bit, which is how franchises can go stale and end up, you know, in a rut. But so they haven't done that; they've they've gone in a different direction with it. Um, But yeah, I think that just that notion of accepting that that's it's intended to be like that. It's not meant to be another another seven it's not meant to be that it's meant to be something else and then yeah know, maybe and, you enjoy it more yeah and, and a lot of people well yeah because i guess it's about appreciating the work as is presented versus appreciating it versus what you wanted it to be yeah and, and i can yeah. understand that a lot of and there are people who are annoyed that it's more action based and some of the reviews uh, although most of the reviews are positive, some of the reviews have mentioned that that they don't like that, that it's not proper Resident Evil or whatever term phrase they use. And there's definitely a lot of fans, if you go on Reddit or Twitter or whatever, that are a bit pissed off that it's not not like more like Resident Evil One or even more like Resident Evil Seven. And I do, I, I mean, I do have some sympathy for them because I guess there is part of a franchise nature in that. If you buy into the franchise, then some element of you'd expect some element as a just a consumer level to be like, okay, I know kind of what I'm buying here because the last one was this and now suddenly it's quite different. Um, So I do have some sympathy and don't get me wrong, like I do love the more slow paced games, most Resident Evil games. So I would like to see that again. Um, But I think just... Also, just on a, just on a appreciation level, like, yes, this is a different kind of game, but it's a brilliant version of one of those mm. kinds of games. Um, so, and in a franchise where you've gone from having Resident Evils one and two, and Resident Evils five and six, and that's still being the same franchise, like, what even is? I think this is what you know. What even is the? What even is Resident Evil? What even is that? As a oh, it's not Resident Evil. That's an odd that's kind of seeming deliberately ignoring certain elements of the franchise. And again, you don't have to like those elements. That's fine. That's not a thing. But to to claim that something isn't X or that something doesn't work because of Y, when really it feels like it's just more of an emotional response to it. It's more of a personal thing. I prefer these entries in this series to these ones. Um, for a franchise that takes in so many different directions or different flavors of horror, be it survival or action, then this, yeah, the, and I think this is why in these opening three hours, it's felt like this kind of melting pot of the various games. And it's also one that seems to be the most knowing in in its own franchise history. And really that stems from, for me, that stems from Duke, the merchant, quoting the Resident Evil 4 merchant to you and then saying, oh, a friend used to say that. I think the what are you buying is, he says, and it's like a little Easter egg thing. And although there have been ties from one Resident Evil to the next, I don't recall there being like that kind of blatant 
it's it's fan service basically like that kind of blatant callback to uh, a previous entry it's kind of a knowing wink to the audience that can only exist because the franchise has gone on for as long as it has and has a dedicated following otherwise an in joke wouldn't you know that nobody understands or nobody it doesn't mean anything to anybody wouldn't mean anything in and of itself so it appears to be yeah drawing from its its own past and and dropping things like that in and i don't by the end of it i don't know yet of course because i'm not at the end of it how i'm gonna like where it's gonna sit for me in the franchise and i think this you know you're i think a bigger well you are a bigger resident evil fan than i am i'm quite happy to play them but it's not it's not something that i seek out kind of you know or anticipate so yeah i'm looking forward to it it looks good i'm not really sure what to expect um so i don't have those reactions to it those emotional reactions to it in terms of whether i think it's it's done it's done the franchise a service or not but by the end of the game i think the the it would have felt like a just a very different experience to seven rather than a a lesser or a greater one it would just feel yeah. like well that was a different thing that is i kind of i think of it in terms of like fast and furious franchises like there are entries in that that are quite different from the outside it's like mm-hmm. oh it's a franchise about driving cars really fast and furiously but and i've only seen a couple of them but the couple that i've seen are like tokyo drift or whatever that one was was that number two or two or three <laughs> or whatever that three, was and then Hobbs and Shaw. I've like those are the two that I've seen in that. And so you they haven't are even seen the first wildly, one. Wildly, I haven't even seen the first one. Those are wildly different. Uh, Hobbs in terms and of Shaw, the spin-off, an intentional Tokyo Drift yeah, spin-off as well. I didn't like that uh, for what it's <laughs> worth. Um, so yeah, it's just like well, it's a different thing. It's like here's a long-running franchise, and we're going to experiment. Yeah, I do I think, wonder. Yeah, go on, go on. Well, I think the issue with that is that Resident Evil does have a very split fan base, though, because mm. there are still uh, they are f- they're fans of the franchise but they're but they're, they're they primarily or almost exclusively fans of resident evil 1 and maybe resident evil mm. 2 and so there's still a lot of uh there's a big chunk of the fan base which is just wants resident evil 1 again mm. um and there's always this friction um between those people and people who prefer the action orientated ones or people that just like the whole everything that the series is as as ever done so the uh, the issue i think is that there's a lot of people who think that the first one is so good and the idea is so good and would still work so well today and i think it would um that anything other than that is not doing the franchise mm. justice it's, it's, like real, it's, it's undermining yeah, yeah. It's, its potential by being an action game which to their credit they are right that there are more kinds of games to play that are, that are closer to action games than there are closer to resident evil one so i think i think that's the major that's the major problem that first game is held in such high regards um for a lot of the resident evil uh fans that yeah, if it's not that, every, for every game that it's not that, it feels like further sticking the knife into their love mm, of the first mm-hmm. game and kind of sort of rejecting their passion for it, essentially. Yeah, particularly when you perhaps have something that appears to pay homage to the first game with this kind of mansion set up that then doesn't, uh, that doesn't perhaps fully explore that or doesn't go deeper on it. You don't spend a significant amount of time, by the sounds of it, in that in that location, which is... 
which is odd because I feel like although I didn't play I didn't play all of the demos that came out but certainly some of them and the marketing material that I saw seemed to be very much focused around I mean they used Lady Dimitrescu as you know as as the poster girl uh, or giant or whatever she turns out to be um and so I can understand that it's like well it looks like it was all going to be this it looks like it was all going to be set in the village and the castle perhaps and that you know that sounds like that's not that's not the not the case um i wonder how much of resident evil 7's direction and design and particularly in terms of the enemies had anything to do with the fact that it was a fully fledged vr title and so there's a certain and that's not to say you can't have like a fast-paced action vr title but it's certainly a lot easier to do that if things are slow moving and you can kind of you know move around them relatively easily or or you need to be able to do that at least um and and village is not and whether it will in will be at some point i don't know but like the seven was designed very much as like this is one of if not the only first person huge triple a titles that is going to be vr uh and that that perhaps leads to a certain number of design considerations needing to be taken into account when you're designing enemies and you're designing even just navigating a space you know it needs to work in a certain way so and yeah and village hasn't had to do that uh and I, yeah i don't know enough about whether you know the vr mode was considered right from the off or whether it was a late addition or what but it's it's i i think about things like that when i'm looking at well how am i navigating this space and yes there's this thing chasing me and so that you know even that knowing that there's going to be this mr x slash nemesis style enemy or enemies how does that play into the kind of the design or the layout of say the castle and moving from room to room and and wanting to fuel that feeling of pursuit uh and always just just being one step ahead so you're probably not gonna have lots of big open spaces because that's not very exciting to run from one end to the other you know, you need you need corridors. You need to be bursting through doors. You need you know that kind of thing. So it's it's. I wonder about that. It's the kind of thing I think about as I'm playing a game like this. That you know, which way round, chicken and egg kind of thing. Is it designed in this way, and then that, this is added, or or vice versa? Um, yeah. Well, I think that's probably a bit of both because you'll probably notice in the castle as well that um, there are very few dead ends. There are a couple. Mm-hmm. But you are you are always giving it out, and it, and if you are in a dead end, a room with only one door, then it will often be circular, um, so you mm. can kind of run around. run around the edge. Yeah, <laughs> or there'll be something in the middle that you can use as like a defense against her and run around that, run around table or bed or whatever it is. Um, mm. Mm. There are there are a couple of rooms and a couple of corridors that are dead ends, but very very few. So yeah, the environment has definitely been very much designed around the, yeah. the chase as a, as a final thing i think for me as a final thing the the difficulty what do you think to that because I, what i've noticed again in the three or so hours that i've played of it is that there appears to be a lot of opportunity to save i'm being able i'm i'm able not not only a lot of opportunity to save it doesn't it almost naturally leads you back to a point where you can save it's kind of an onwards forwards thing of and you, I kind of already have a feel for the pacing of it, of I'm going to get stranded here, I'm going to have to make my way here. And then once I've played for about 20 minutes and I've kind of overcome that chunk, there's probably going to be a save point at the end of it. And I'm not saying that's how it's going to be for the entire game, but that's certainly how it's felt so far. I've had ample opportunity 
to save and can play in almost kind of bite-sized chunks without needing to trek all the way back somewhere in order to do that you know it's not about playing cautiously and constantly going back to a safe place to save it's like my natural forward momentum is going to take me to a place where that happens and that combined with what feels like a, a lot of ammo um you know already i've been selling handgun bullets already you know not, and not even that many but i've been selling handgun bullets already uh because it's like well i just seem to be picking them up all over the place so in terms of the perhaps in thinking about the the action horror uh, direction of it and this presenting you with weapons and you kind of deciding how you want to interact with the with the enemies and the environment what's been you know having finished the game what's been your take on the difficulty either in comparison to other resident evil games or just like as a general modern day kind of gaming yeah um, i mean the difficulty is pretty it checkpoints as well it checkpoints between your saves right um (laughs) right so you can die and you won't have to go back to your save um okay and i think that's interesting that makes me think that makes me realize i haven't died yet that's an interesting thing i've been close and been and you also auto heal to an extent right like from if you're in flashing red and you spend a certain amount of time away from enemies then you go back up to amber or at least to just yeah not being dead yeah Um, i mean some of this is narrative based which you'll come mm -hmm. to but Mm -hmm. um yeah no the game's not particularly is not particularly hard uh i mean play on the harder difficulties yes enemies take more bullets um money is less available uh it checkpoints more uh infrequently Mm. but still it's all it's still difficulty based around how good you are uh i mean you have to you have to preserve ammo more on the harder difficulties but it's more around you can't really take you can't risk missing shots because mm-hmm. the enemy is going to be on you and you're going to be hurt. More, it's more that than it is. Okay, I've only got five handgun bullets yeah. now because yeah. on, on the harder difficulties as well. Like it might take like four headshots to kill someone. So, like, it's still not about ammo preservation um, as much. It's still, of course, it's a bit more, um, and you might have to avoid more enemies. You can't just stand there just killing enemies left right and center constantly you have to sort of make your way past them and, and that but um it's it's still that sort of difficulty it's still difficulty mm. based around your proficiency with weapons knowing what weapon to have being ready um that sort of thing then it is about scavenging for stuff and mm. just completely avoiding enemies um but yeah again like you say like it just goes back to it it's an action game so it's still checkpoints for you. It's still rewarding you for action game elements. Of course, it still rewards you for finding stuff as well. But I mean, it does, it t- changes the color of the houses and, and that when you've found stuff. So you mm-hmm. know when, you know when you've done enough searching. Um, I know it does that in all Resident Evil games, but that's, that's an element that kind of helps on the action oriented side as well, because you can be safe in the knowledge that, okay, I've got everything that I'm going to get here so now i can just choose how to unload it um and you don't have an inventory you don't have a storage box your inventory is huge so you can just constantly add stuff to your arsenal um the the supply um the inventory slot increases are definitely worth buying whenever they come up definitely prioritize those because you can just keep adding guns (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah it's fine How i think by the this? end yeah by the end i had of the first playthrough i had like 
I don't know, like every gun, what, six guns or whatever, however many guns there are to find, um, not including the ones that you get access to at the end once you, if you do like a new game plus. Um, mm. Mm. And some of, yeah, they're ferociously powerful and very different from each other. And I think I'd upgraded every single gun to its maximum apart from one, apart from the automatic pistol, which I just didn't use and didn't upgrade at all. All of my other guns were upgraded to the max, I think. Mm. Um, so um yeah like it's an action game go and go and shoot werewolves go and shoot vampires <laughs> and make sure you've searched everything and you'll be good thank you for listening do get in touch with us on twitter to chat more resident evil and to stay up to date with everything that we are doing we are at indie by design on all social media platforms as you may or may not know here at indie by design our passion and livelihood is creating books that celebrate the design the arts the history and the culture of video games you can check these out at indiebydesign.net our next book, 20 Double Fine Years, is a celebration of all things Double Fine, surprisingly enough, from Psychonauts 1 and 2 to Grim Fandango Remastered, Broken Age, Brutal Legend, Day of the Tentacle Remastered, and everything in between. The book is an official collaboration between ourselves and Double Fine, and is the result of tens of hours of interviews with Tim Schafer and his team, and is built from over two decades of our archives that we have had unfiltered access to. If you're quick, then you'll be able to take advantage of the pre-order bonuses that are currently in place ahead of the release this August. Again, you can find out more at IndieByDesign.net. Otherwise, thank you for listening. All the best and stay safe.